We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It's Friday. You know what that means. Front Office Friday! Let's go. Front I'm office only Friday. doing it because my wife hates it so much. <laughs> Are you are you getting the are you getting uh, the Kobe dagger eyes being stared yeah, at you right now? Time. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty soon she's gonna be doing the nah. Get him out of here. Motion uh, <laughs> of the coach. Keith, at this point, it has become so ingrained in the show for you to yell front office Friday. There's no going away from it. No, this absolutely is, this not. Is, yeah, this is part of your claim to fame here on on True. this show. There, there is no right getting rid of. Right? I'm sorry, she'll just have to understand on that one. It. I mean, look at the comments. The comments before we're even live all start with with the L's. So people that's know. right. That's, that's what they're right. here for. It's like it's become. I don't know if you have truly a, a catchphrase, but if you do, that's it. I think. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. No. Really, not not even a question at this point. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so we've had obviously welcome in everybody joining joining here on YouTube that are coming in live. We're going to be taking your NBA questions and comments to kick off the weekend. Um, <laughs> lots. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan Spaverio. James Harden wanted to be here, but he wasn't allowed in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, I explain love this. Trevor was playing Taylor Swift last night after the win. I was nice. This this happened. This happened. Um, yeah, that's How are that, things that's... in Lakerland. A little, little better now. Oh, you know what? Uh, a win is a win. We'll take it. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty. Um, through the third quarter, I I thought um I thought it was going to be a very somber evening, and then uh, they managed to pull things off at the end again. It wasn't pretty, but but a win is a win. So I guess we will take it. Um, yeah, Ryan James Harden was seen with Taylor Swift. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, Keith, I guess let me start off with this because this is fresh on my mind and I'll get into the, the questions and comments in just a moment. But um, the Lakers last night, they were through the first quarter missing a bunch of open shots. And you texted me about, and I, I'm paraphrasing, but you texted me saying that people on your timeline were were saying fire Darvin Ham. Um, yeah, because your tweet was something like, 
Man, oh, the yes, Lakers missed a lot of good looks, or right? Something like that, and then like ninety-five percent of the responses were because Darvin Ham sucks. Fire him, right? How did like? What do you think about that dynamic? Because that is something that's not unique to Lakers fans. That is no, that is across not. NBA fandom. Yeah. The coach tends to take a lot of the blame when things aren't going well, even if guys are just flat out missing open shots. No, I thought there was there were things you could certainly criticize Darvin Ham for in, in last night's yeah. game. But through that first quarter, when I put out that tweet, they I mean, the Suns were giving the Lakers 15 footers and just clank, clank, clank. So how do you how do you deal with that that dynamic? Because it's interesting how quickly we jump to fire the coach you know, two games into the regular season. You think there's two things at play with it primarily. One, I think is, and this is not a shot at fans, but I think it's when you can't explain what's bad. In this case, that's not a good example because I think you very easily explained mm -hmm. what was bad. But when it's just like this team just isn't playing well or playing up to what we thought, rather than diving into any ant, like looking at what's wrong, it's just easy to say, fire the coach and assume it'll all change and be better. I think the other part, which is related to that is nobody in Los Angeles is wearing a Darvin Ham Lakers Jersey, right? So it's, mm -hmm. you, it, you, you never want to get too deep in on the guys to, you know, you love that are playing the game and you spend a lot of money for their Jersey and things like that. That does cross the point of no return sometimes with players where it's like, get this guy out of here. Sometimes it's for the entire fan base. Sometimes it's for a portion of it. Like I know AD in my like outsider opinion takes an out, uh, like an out, um, I don't know how to say it, but like too much of the criticism from mm -hmm. Lakers fans, like it feels like anytime it's going bad, it's a mix of fire Darvin Ham or trade AD. He sucks. And that becomes there. And I can say the guy win Boston, that was Marcus Smart for a long time. It was mm -hmm. going to be, you know, get rid of Marcus Smart. Like he is, you know, terrible for a lot of the Celtics fans out there. They just nothing he was going to do was ever going to be good enough. So I think it can be very hard to go there, but yeah. And Charlie's right. Like the media does it too. I think to a lesser extent, especially those who cover the teams. Yeah. I don't know how often they're, you know, daily are, you know, complaining about the coach and wanting. Yeah. To you're not going to have like, like our Lakers nation editor extraordinaire, Daniel Starkand isn't going to tweet out fire Darvin ham. Yeah. And then an hour later, he has to go ask Darvin ham questions. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're not, no, but, I, but yes. knowing Daniel, if it's, the playoffs and the Lakers get bounced in the first round in embarrassing fashion. He may tweet or probably more likely write or come on the show or whatever and, and say, yeah, I think they need to move away from Darvin Ham. And I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not saying they definitely do that, but if that's what he believed, like he would do that in that sense. So, you know, that's where I think the, the criticism becomes fair. I said about Joe Missoula last year when Boston was down three zero to the heat in embarrassing fashion, I said, yeah, if he if this doesn't turn around in a way where the Celtics have a legitimate chance to win this series somehow, and I'll be fully honest, I did not expect it at all when they were down 3-0. I said, I think you have to have a serious conversation about his Joe guy uh, mm -hmm. for this team, and you should probably move on from him. And then clearly they won the last three games, and then game seven went sideways, seconds in when Tatum sprained his ankle. But yeah, it's uh it's tricky for sure. Like it's, it's just, I just think, you know, people just, 
they'd go right to fire the coach because it's just the easiest thing because it's a lot easier than saying, you know, well, God forbid I criticize LeBron, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, or I criticize Anthony Davis seems to be different. You would know better than <laughs> me. Yeah. So, yo, I will say this watching that game. I get it that the Suns were without Booker and Beal. Fully get that. And I'm going to go on a mini rant here. Go for it. I did not like the whole, we turned for two or three months, the Suns have depth, the Suns have depth, the Suns have depth. And then it was, well, what would you expect? Like they were missing two, two of their stars. Like, don't tell me your depth is so amazing. And I get it. No team's probably going to look great without, without two for of sure. their best players. But the reality is, like, let's not talk all about how great their depth is and then be like, well, what do you expect? Like, that's a whole other thing. But I thought for what it was worth, the Lakers, in the first three quarters of that game, guys like Eric Gordon, even Jordan Goodwin, uh, those guys, Grayson Allen, they were kind of getting wherever they wanted on the floor. And they were creating stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's themselves or others. And I thought the Lakers did a great job of really locking on to those guys. It felt like every possession was, all right, Kevin Durant now has it with under five on the shot clock and just has to throw something at the rim. Yeah. And, I mean, they they were suffocating. I get that it's easier to be suffocating against those guys than Booker and Beal, fully understanding that. But, you know, I don't want to take away from the fact that the Lakers earned that win, in my opinion. And you know what? They didn't wake up this morning saying, well, you know, Booker and Beal weren't there, so let, let's only count it as a half in the standings like it counts as a win nobody feels bad for anybody in this league it's just not how it works absolutely absolutely that that was a that was a fantastic mini rant there i agreed with it with everything that you said um charlie chimes in with this and this is actually something that i think that i've talked about a little bit on lakers nation that i think is important to recognize he said fans are not as explicit but if i had a dime for every time a national pundit cited budenholzer's lack of adjustments without naming anything specific so Here's what I've noticed, at least, because I interact with thousands of fans every, every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if what I notice is that a coach only gets credit for making adjustments if the adjustments work. If yep. they make an adjustment and the adjustment didn't work, the response from fans is they didn't make adjustments. And I think that does bleed into media a little bit as well. Sure. Part Part of that is to us the adjustment equals a positive result and so we're we're looking for that but also part of it is is if we're seeing things continue to go poorly the ball's not going in the basket the other team is getting the ball in the basket right the untrained eye necessarily doesn't recognize some of the adjustments that are made unless it changes what the score is and so that's that's a factor here too but I, I see that all the time where a team not just the Lakers a team will make adjustments the adjustment doesn't have the intended effect or doesn't get them over the hump. And the response is they did not make adjustments. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, and again, Charlie's right on that. A lot of people will throw that out there and then they don't back it with anything. I uh, did radio in Milwaukee. This was a couple years before they won the title. So I want to say like 2019, maybe. And the radio host was like, you know, will they ever win, you know, with, with this. And I said, well, the problem is, you know, he doesn't really make make adjustments in a series. Like, he finds something that works in the regular season, then he just runs with it in playoff series about adjustments and then adjusting to those adjustments. And the host challenged me and said, well, well, okay, what, what, what should he do? And then I threw out, like, five different things I would have tried. At that point, he's like, you're the first person who's come on here with actual things. 
Cause it's just like, you know, he goes, then we get people who come back to, you know, well, you know, I, you know, I don't know, but you got to try something different. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, people will say those things. Yeah. And then they never back them up. And that's, that's one of the things I hear. I'll, you're better about just ignoring the noise. You don't have rabbit ears like I do on Twitter. where like, I get angry and then I have to respond. Like you just move on about your day. Mm-hmm. I, I will hit back with people when it's fire the coach, fire the coach. And I'm like, well, what should he do different? Like, tell me every once in a while that leads to a, well, I would try this. I don't always agree with what they would try. Cause it's usually like, why not try a two way player in the starting lineup? And it's like, is there a two way guy? That's why you wouldn't. But anyway, yeah, I know we've got a couple of questions that have come in. So I'll, I'll sit down off my soapbox. However, reluctantly. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure we'll have opportunities to get back up on, on that soapbox here. Ben says, praying there aren't many Lakers injuries this season. I, I'm just praying there's not too many injuries in the NBA season period because sure. those are always such a downer. Um, only so much. Reevaluation <laughs> doesn't mean clear to, clear to play speech from Trevor. Ha ha, love y'all. Keith, there's some things that every season, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, but every season I know this time of year, I have to say this a lot. You know, it's just, it's the way it goes. And this is this is part of it. When we start having injuries pop up, because I see it every, it's still something that is prevalent. Where mm-hmm. if a team says we're reevaluating a guy in two weeks, two weeks go by, and I start hearing from again interacting with a lot of fans. Fans start saying, "Where is he? It's been two yeah. weeks," and so that's why I keep having to repeat that. And if you if you watch our shows a lot, you listen a lot. So sometimes I probably sound like a broken record, but but we do get those kind of questions a lot, and it continues to be a thing. Yeah, and these are like I have my cap space related CBA related things that I'll repeat yeah. over and over and over again. Space? And, uh, yeah. Does this trigger a hard cap? Is uh, Eric yeah. Pincus's yeah. claim to claim to yeah, fame there? Absolutely. Um, and and I get it. And and I know probably ninety nine percent of the people tuned in and watching here, they get it now. But we repeat it for the one percent that don't get it. Because there's always yeah. somebody who's either fully new to it, new to us, or Which whatever is it is. And that's why we we you know, tend to do it. Yeah, and that's and that's it too. Like, um, I guess just to to peel back the curtain, you know, people ask a lot. Like, do, don't you get tired of some of the fan questions? Or some of the fan questions are annoying because they're casuals or or whatever. I don't even I don't really like that term that gets thrown around as a derogatory term of of casuals. This doesn't exist without casual fans, oh, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about just us. I'm talking about the league doesn't exist with, without casual fans, right? It's And so people who who don't know because they're new or because they don't have the time to spend 70 hours a week paying attention to the to the NBA, like that, I'm, that's fine. Everybody has their own version of fandom and can love the sport however it is that they want. It, not everybody has to be as, as diehard locked in. I totally understand if there's people that can only check out you know a couple of games a week or something like that and they've got some questions so that's why it doesn't doesn't bother me if people ask something where the diehard fans might kind of roll their eyes or it's something that I've explained a few weeks ago or something that stuff doesn't doesn't get to me because everybody is is enjoying the game in their own way and if there's any way that I can enhance that by by uh, by improving their knowledge of the game or giving them a little bit more I'm happy to do that especially at this time of year I know there's a lot yes. of people who are going to come to the NBA in you know matter of weeks or might even still be a couple months out as football wraps up or as baseball wraps up and those those kind of things. Like I I 
So that's why I don't get that. I'll use the casual thing kind of in jest, especially if somebody yeah. says, like, if I'll suggest something like, wow, you know, this guy's really been playing well. And then they're like, he stinks. And then it's like, yeah, okay, casual. Cause like the dude shooting 45% from three this year. And then it's you more often than not, a lot of those people will come back and will be like, I didn't realize he was playing that well. And it's like, yeah, well, that's kind of why I threw it at you there. So yeah, I, the, the literal only thing that truly drives me insane from fans is the, you don't watch my team. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate that. It drives me so crazy. You know, my routine is every morning I get up and I watch a minimum of two to four games from the night before that I didn't already watch the night before. And it's going to be more now because I'm not covering the Celtics directly for Celtics blog anymore. So I don't have to, I don't have my post game day responsibilities like I did there. So I can fit in another game or probably two because those were full uh, rewatches. Raw Joss as we saw your TV yesterday. Um, (laughs) That's right. I like, it's just what, you know, I, that's just what I do in the morning is I get up and those condensed games, you can zip through a game in like an hour. You know, or less sometimes. So you can get through. I'm not saying everybody can do this because most people have to get up and go to work. But like for me, this is getting up and going to work. So that's what I do. And that that drives me nuts when it's just because our opinions differ. That's fine. And my opinion can differ from yours. And quite frankly, I'm wrong a lot. And I'm very willing to be wrong and be challenged on it. I just don't like hearing the whole idea of, you know, you don't watch my team. That's not true. Now, in April, I may hand up and say, yeah, you know, I wasn't watching a lot of Pistons over the Mm -hmm. last month of the season last year because there just wasn't a lot left to learn about a team that was playing a bunch of guys who weren't going to be on the roster and all that. That's probably a poor example because I was watching that four-way battle royal in the big guys. But, yeah, it just drives me nuts with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Ali said, can Harden just do a buyout? If no trade happens, could yeah. he? Yes. Yeah. He could. Philly's he not could. gonna though. That's right. the problem. Exactly. Because then they get nothing out of it. They 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 don't need to save a little bit of money. Uh they and the last thing they want to do is just set him free. The other challenge is he can't join the Clippers because he makes more than the mid-level exception. So the Clippers wouldn't be able to sign him. That's a new wrinkle in the CBA mm. for the teams above the second apron. They can't go and sign those guys. I think it's actually teams that are above the uh, first apron can't can't go and sign these guys. Um, you know, with that, I have to pull that up and look to be certain. But yeah, you you can't go um, and go get these guys anymore like that. So he'd be joining somewhere, presumably further down on his list in that situation. So the the best path continues to be find a workable trade for both sides that get gets done. Keith, I am uh, just seeing why we were getting the comment about reevaluate doesn't equal return. I didn't see the news before. Uh, I just saw it on Twitter. Jared Vanderbilt now out. <laughs> He's going to be reevaluated, funny, in, but... reevaluated in two weeks um, yeah. due to left heel bursitis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not, not, good. not ideal. No, yeah, that's he hasn't a, played since the beginning of the month, since yeah, the first preseason game. That's one of those things, too, that can linger and turn into mm-hmm. something worse. So better, you'd rather have him be out, you know, another two, three, four, five weeks, whatever it need be, than 
come back too early from that, play two games, and then be back out a month. I had, uh, and I don't I, look. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but I had I had bursitis in my shoulder, and it was the kind of thing where like I had to just completely shut it down. That was the only yeah, way. That. that was the only way to get it better was to completely yeah. shut it down. It was. It's not fun. It's That's not why fun. Trevor's not pitching in the World Series tonight. That's right. That's right. Hi, Pop. <laughs> You've got a visitor. I get the big dog here now. <laughs> That's the <I> doodle. <laughs> uh, Jeremy said, happy front office Friday. Are you guys as annoyed as I am seeing Harden news? I know it's a talking <laughs> point, but hopefully the NBA moves on from him. Yes. Like it was a little bit funny that, I mean, not funny, but just shocking, I guess, that it got to the point where security had to tell him, like, don't get on sure. the plane, you know, like that that we're getting into like the absurd to a degree. Like, I guess I'm, I'm tired of talking about it in that. I know that a lot of fans are tired of hearing about it too. So I yeah. know that when I, that when we, again, we have to cover it, but I know that when we talk about it, I'm going to get comments from people saying like, say, well, just tell us when he's traded or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's dragged on, but there's also been so many just absurd twists and turns that I haven't like completely lost interest in it or anything like that. Yeah. That's the part that makes me, it, it amuses me now. Like the other day we, we got like 12 tweets in the span of about 10 minutes of like James Harden updates. And I was like, what's next? James Harden's run around the court naked and you know, no one will guard him. And like the practice has been completely what? disrupted and you know, like, <laughs> like, what are we getting next? You know, like, I don't like, I, I think, and then I was like, James Harden bailed out of the team plane somewhere over Chicago, you know, and you know, took all the parachutes like, what, <laughs> with, like <laughs> with a suitcase full of money, the yeah. search for James, James Harden and DB Cooper continues. Cooper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It just kind of makes me laugh. With some of this, uh, we're getting a bunch of, you know, what are the Sixers getting investigated for? It's not that they're being investigated. What it is, is this is the player participation policy. He is subject to it because it was a national TV game and he is a recent all-star. So that's why that that's why he is. Uh, be, that's why they're, they're basically asking what caused you to keep him out. I think Philly is very mm -hmm. free and clear here for two reasons. One, it's going to be, he was gone for a week and a half. We don't want to sub risk a guy who has known hamstring problems by throwing him right into a game. That's your kind of okay answer. And then the mm -hmm. reality is the NBA is going to be like, we get it. Like we're this is not what this was intended to fight, right? This was intended to fight the hey, we don't want to have guys travel to this road game. We're not gonna gonna play them. For that matter, too, the Suns. Had yeah, to, we did we'll have to answer questions about Booker and Beal. I think just National Booker, TV. I don't know if Beal actually um, qualifies because I don't know if he's been an all-star recently enough, but definitely Devin Booker. Why was Devin Booker out on a national TV game? Again, very easy answer. He's injured. Like they, And yep. now we're hearing Booker's out till next week sometime. Yeah. So It was a mid-foot sprain, I believe it yeah, was for yep. him. Yeah, and he didn't look right in that uh, season opener at times. He played very, very well. I kind of... Um, Reference it like akin to Desmond Bain at times last year. Bain mm -hmm. was still playing great, but there were times when he just didn't look right. I yeah. know there are different injuries that they're both dealing with, but a foot injury 
there's there's just times when you can tell like oh that step or that kind of pivot or that push off really is kind of getting I me mean, you could kind of see it with booker even if he had a really good game yeah yeah so uh, that's like you said that's the new policy they're going yep. to be questioned but in this case it's a very easy answer it's the team doctor just says yep he's injured he's got a midfoot sprain or whatever and yep. that'll be the end of it that'll be the end yep. of it but if it comes out that suddenly, you know, a few months from now, suddenly a, a star level players on national TV and played the game before. And then, oh, his back hurts. That's where it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. Right. Yeah. How much proof do they need? Does the NBA just take because there's some injuries where the doctor could say, well, he's telling me his back is sore and that's that I don't see anything, but his back hurts. So what do you, you know, like. Mm-hmm. There's gonna it'll be interesting to see how the NBA uh, travels down that where path. It's going to become where it'll really come to a head, and I hope this doesn't happen. Is if we start hearing they're out for a mental health break, because oh, that's yeah. going to be where it gets really sticky. Because you can't, there's nothing to prove there, right? Right? There's no not nothing that you can say is there. And let's face it, I mean, even I get it. Like people don't want to hear it. They don't like it, but we all get to a point with our job where it's like, I just need a day. Like Mm -hmm. I need a day off. Like I need, need a day to do nothing. Right. I just want to sit on the couch and watch prices, right. And eat bad food and do nothing else. Like it would, that's, I know that was hyper specific because that's real. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's called, that's called you're in seventh grade and you're homesick from school. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're, 40 and you skipped work on a Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I, I really do, uh, you know, feel like we're, that that's the one where it's going to get really potentially ugly. Mm-hmm. And I hope we don't actually get there where it just really gets completely sideways with the conversation. Cause we've made way too much progress on getting an understanding of that stuff to take steps back because people think they're using it as an excuse to just take a day off or rest mm-hmm. a guy or whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, my little pony said, <laughs> I'm so glad the NBA is back. Me too. I think the Celtics biggest weakness isn't the backup big spot. It's passing. Do you think the Celtics have enough passing on the roster? If not, how might they improve it? So I think he's talking about like just a more of a traditional point guard role the primary initiator do you agree with that assessment yeah i don't know if that's what he's talking about but that is a a thing we're hearing a lot about um the the celtics part of that is jason tatum and jalen brown are still very much developing playmakers for others like they they are they came in scores like have amplified their scoring roles and it's the passing for others tatum's taken much uh, bigger leaps as a playmaker than than brown has um and again i'm talking not like playmakers for others like scoring they're they can both do that uh brown is still a little shaky comes up with some good stuff and then he has some turnovers where it's like what in the world was that so you have that part of it i think um i I tend to think that discounts the fact that Al Horford is a one of the better passing bigs in the league mm-hmm. still at this point in his career. Chris Tapps Porzingis is a better passer than I think he's really ever gotten credit for because he's never really played in a role to go uh, and do that. And then I think Holiday and White are actually pretty good playmakers. But 
it's definitely a concern because if Tatum and Brown are going to have the ball this much, they have to be able to find shooters and cutters and the like to just make things easier. And I'm with, with uh, my little pony here on um, the, the names just make me laugh. I just gave it because I'm right. at heart, <laughs> like it's still a 12 year old. Um, the backup big spot, I'm not as nearly concerned about it as many people are because I think Luke Cornett is perfectly fine in the regular season. And now that they're bringing Horford off the bench, I think you solved a lot of the issues there as well. Yeah. So it's not something I'm overly you know, worked up about. That certainly adds to your depth there. Uh, continuing the conversation here, Brandon said, is the traditional point guard a dead position? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, until it's alive again. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's Every, like, like, cycles, yeah. like there was a cycle where, where the center was dead and now it's Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and the NBA is changing and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, it, it's, it's dead maybe for now, but it's not long-term. That's not long-term. We'll see things, things come and go. This is a copycat league. At some point there's going to be a traditional Steve Nash style point guard is going to set the league on fire. And the next thing you know, there's going to be pass first guys all over the place. Uh, that is on the pass first point guard, traditional point guard, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Question. I think too, everybody likes to say the NBA is positionless. Now I, I completely disagree. I don't think that's a, an actual thing, but what I think has happened is all of the positions are now allowed to do more. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're just allowed to do. They more. bleed you, into you each let, other. Yeah. You let big men step out behind the arc and initiate the offense. You let, guards get down inside on the block to do some stuff like just things are just it's just a diff, the game is played very differently now uh than it was but i think positions still exist and they still matter especially defensively like it's you know we're, we can scream positionless all we want there are still centers there's still ball handlers mm -hmm. there's still wings it, it's not not exactly that way but yeah it's the, the old walk it up point guard that's going to run 25 pick and rolls every mm -hmm. quarter that's probably gone. And I, I, it'll be a while until we get somebody who's so good at that, that a team builds their entire offense around it. Then yeah. that'll become, you know, back in vogue again with that player. Stockton to Malone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see how that ultimately comes about. But I, I want, I think when we talk positionalists, I, I think part of it, I, I need to get this question from Vector Nova, but I, I think part of it too is there's less of a clear delineation between a center a power forward, a small forward, a shooting guard, a point guard. At one point, decades ago, it was very clear exactly what a point guard did, exactly what a shooting yep. guard did. Those lines have very much become blurred. Yeah, that, that's it. That's why I, Brad Stevens was the one who I first remember saying it regularly because it was a, it was really much more of a college thing, and that's what he was was a college coach coming into the NBA. He was asked about it. And he, it this was year one, the year the Celtics were really bad. Uh, post uh, the, the uh, Pierce Garnett trade. And he said, I don't think of positions that way. I think of them as bigs, ball handlers, wings, and swings. And the mm -hmm. swings were wing big, wing ball handler. That's how he thought of it. And and that's really stuck with me. And I think, I'm not saying he revolutionized the game because there were other coaches and there were teams that were leaning that way. But I think that that's, to me now, a much better way of thinking that cheap plug that's why on spot track we put in filters as you filter any salaries to bigs and wings because we knew people wanted to see not just centers and power but we were getting over and over and over again 
the request to, hey, is there a way I can, I'm pulling the big salaries and I'm pulling the center salaries and the power forwards combined as the bigs. Can you do that? So we built it into the site. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yes, and Spot Track has been, you guys have had so many fantastic updates uh, recently, especially yeah, what, you're, what you're talking about there in terms of the positions. The percentage of the cap that's on there is extremely useful. All kinds of great stuff going on there. Uh, and we Vector just did says, a full clean in the last uh, couple of days. Everything should be, should be, I'm really going to knock on wood here, should be 100% accurate. If anybody ever sees anything, just shoot me a note. And I'll look into it, or we'll we'll get it fixed because we definitely do miss stuff because it's and Keith it's, will uh, fix it. We'll, we're, we're a small small uh, small but mighty team over there trying to cover all of the professional sports around the world. Uh, Vector said, "Hearing about the Suns Eubanks news this week, isn't it unfair that someone doesn't get to hear their name called on draft night because of the Suns? The Suns lost a second round pick because of essentially tampering with." with Drew Eubanks, having conversations with him before they were allowed to, uh, maybe put the pick in a lottery with the other team so another team gets the pick or, or something like that. I, don't, I think there is a part of this where some young player is is kind of... Now, that player still can still wind up in the NBA, but they, they miss that moment. That player, that nameless player, is also punished here because of the Suns' actions. Yeah, there's definitely that factor um to answer the last part i've heard people suggesting uh that it goes to the team that that would that they tampered with the player from so in this case mm -hmm. the pick the sons 
get taken away should go to the Trailblazers. I don't necessarily hate that idea. Like there could be now in the case of like where the heat lost the pick because of the Kyle Lowry stuff, um, or Philly lost the picks because of, well, I guess PJ Tucker was a signing, but the Kyle Lowry one, that was a sign in trade. So I don't know that would have been fair to just give it to the Raptors because they were clearly some level of involved in it as well. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN, he wrote a long thing a uh, couple of years ago when the first uh, round of these kind of came out of these uh, punishing teams for the tampering with players. And he was like, this is really unfair to the players. And I, I replied to it saying, yeah, I completely agree with this. I actually had three different people reach out to me. Um, one, an agent, one, uh, one somebody who uh, deals with – the player side of things more. And then somebody from a team and they were like, eh, rethink that a little bit. Do, mm. do you really want to get drafted? And then it's one of 30 controls yeah. your future. Or if you're going to be, you know, a late pick anyway, in the second round, you know, wouldn't you rather just be a free agent, be able to go to pick. wherever you want and go. Yeah. I countered with, with the new second round pick exception rule, which we saw a ton of second rounder sign under, that to me seems like it might be a little bit lessened because now these guys aren't having to take the old world, the two-year minimum because that's all the team could offer mm -hmm. kind of situation. Uh, they are getting those four-year contracts and the like. So, yeah, I definitely – there's two sides to it. I, I get it. So, you know, it, it it more than anything, it just feels awkward that it, for another year we're only going to have 58 picks in the draft again because Philly doesn't have a pick oh, this right. year too the second one they that. lost from the Tucker. And now this is actually the Suns lost the Denver pick, which they got through Orlando when, cause if everybody remembers, maybe they don't, the Suns made a series of deals with the magic and the Grizzlies where they traded first round swap rights to get actual second round picks. Cause the Suns at one point this summer had no draft picks because they traded all, basically all of their first and swaps for Kevin Durant. And then they mm -hmm. traded every second round pick they had for Bradley Beal. So they had nothing left to trade. So what they did was they traded uh, swap rights on picks where they were already swapped, basically saying, hey, we'll give you the second best pick in this first round just right. for a second. And I think some of these teams like Orlando and Memphis who have a little bit more full rosters, especially on the back end, we're like, yeah, we're probably going to struggle to roster another second rounder anyway. All right, we can do that at, with the chance of upside of you know, maybe that ends up being a pretty good pick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's worth the gamble for them. Uh, maybe My Little Pony said, maybe instead of vacating the pick entirely, move it back to pick 60. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, some like this Suns Denver pick might already been pick 60 anyway. So then right. there was no punishment at all. Right. So, yeah, right. I, I've seen some people say, hey, if you really want to get serious about it, void the contract. So contracts it void, players a free agent. That's not necessarily fair to the player because what if they signed for 20 million mm -hmm. and now there's not 20 million to go get? Like, I get it. The player also did something wrong here, right? Because the players are told, same as the teams are, don't you shouldn't be guys. talking yep. to these people yet. But yeah, it's, I, I don't know that there's a perfect answer to, to this. And what they're doing is probably fine. Uh, ben says, for the people who like to criticize head coaches, they need to keep in mind they are a professional coach, maybe an ex player has intel on a team, et cetera. They know more than any of us. Oh, by a yeah, lot. 100%. By, by yeah. a lot. When you, uh, you ever talk to a, to a coach 
the the depth of knowledge that they've got is is absolutely incredible because they've invested their entire lives in into this and they read the game in a different way than than a lot of us do. They see things that a lot of us don't. Um, and, and I think here's the other thing that I that I tend to think of when people get really upset about a head coach and say we need to fire the coach. Who's replacing them? Yeah. Who is it? Who like if you if you're saying right now you want to fire even if you're saying in January you want to fire your coach, who's out there that is more qualified to do that job right now? Yep. It's there's not a lot of people in the world that can be an NBA head coach. So that's a factor too that I like to question people. I'm like, okay, who's taking over? Who becomes the coach? Because a lot of times the grass isn't greener. A hundred percent. And just to add to this, one of the ways I always try i used to like to make this point was i would pick up a basketball you know it has like the little like like uh, spot where you put the needle in to inflate the ball Mm -hmm. i would say if this ball is the knowledge the coach has this little spot is the knowledge i have compared to these coaches like that's that does not mean they are above criticism but any criticism i ever offer to a coach a front office or anything or even a player is they're all better more knowledgeable and more skilled at this than I am. Doesn't mean they're above criticism, but I always try to keep that in mind. And I'm always open-minded to hearing and explanation. That's what I want more than anything else is I want to hear, why did you do this? Or why did this happen? You know, and it's okay if every once in a while, the answer is, you know, I don't have a good reason. And we kind of blew it. It's if that becomes a prevailing answer, then it's all right. Well, maybe you're not so good at doing this. And I think Mm -hmm. too, we realize sometimes some guys are really good assistant coaches and they're not good head coaches. Some guys are really good head coaches and not good assistant coaches. Some guys are great in the front office. Some guys are better on the sidelines. It's just, it takes a little bit of time to kind of, you know, fair, you'll find your thing. Uh, Mike Wolf, why don't NBA coaches wear suits anymore? I love that, that he uses a super old picture of me as his as his. Oh, anatomy. nice! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I like the. Were you trying to grow a Fu Manchu goatee? No, I just I had I had the little patch? yeah I had the little soul patch back then. But that that's seriously that was from like 2008, I think. That is really funny. That, that's that's um, 2008, maybe 2009, something like that. That's an old picture from uh, from the Orange County Register. I was at, I, they interviewed just, me outside of a Lakers game. You're just, I was gonna, you're gonna say you're just missing your uh, either a puka shell necklace or like like a no. like overly thick chain. This is oh, too late man. for the, 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 the be two thousand or like nineteen ninety nine. Then maybe have the puka shell necklace. Although go. my hair would also be bleached if it was you know nineteen ninety nine. Um, be wearing <laughs> my really my Oakleys and all that. That made it worth him asking the question. So, right uh he said i'm Why usually one take getting the shots taken out of him in here so i'm glad it's you today i appreciate it <laughs> i i yeah, he's he's been using that picture for a while <laughs> a long time but but yeah that's 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 an old one that's yes an old one. nv213 overly thick white chain or like the rope like, like yep. the one that's just a rope necklace i could yep. see you rocking that with and i could totally see you like with the uh the, the surfboard rack on the top of your car back in the day oh, man. Those are, i did i spent that summer man <laughs> unforgettable i spent so much time at the beach that summer because i'd moved away from california for a little bit and then i came back oh my gosh i was at the beach like every single day uh, of course helped Amazing. that i was you know in in shape at that point um, i now just want you to grow the soul patch back i could i could bring that back 
you know that's literally the only part where i could grow like decent facial hair because all (laughs) the rest to like grow like an even passable beard would probably take me i'm not even joking like a year because it comes in all patchy all over the place like like a you know 15 year old growing facial hair um (laughs) (laughs) why don't they wear suits anymore they stopped in the bubble because it felt kind of silly um to make everybody wear suits in a in that situation and then the coaches liked it and quite honestly why why do they need to wear suits like i'm fine like yeah. i i wear the polo and the you know whatever they want to wear like i, I have no issue I'm, with that i i mean from a as somebody who coached a lot i love that they don't have to wear yeah. suits like yeah. it, it is not comfortable coaching in a, in a suit at all um because especially me like I'm pacing, I'm sweating, yeah. you know, like it is not, it's not comfortable coaching. When I coached high school not. basketball, I was an assistant coach. I never wore the, uh, the like jacket, like a jacket came off before we even sat down and then I never wore it. Like I hated wearing the jacket. Yeah. Cause I was also, you know, I'm in high school assistant coach. You're also like head stack keeper and like everything else. Like you're constantly like making notes. Uh, and it was like, I, yeah, wasn't there at all, but yeah, I miss Kevin Arnovitz too. I wish he was still doing NBA stuff. That's a great yeah. comment. Yeah. I miss him too. He, what, he, was his, what was his rant? It was pro suit or. Yeah. I or think he wanted, uh, I think his problem was too many of the suits were bad. <laughs> like oh. like they, they would wear like these ridiculously ill-fitting suits. And I think mm-hmm. he was like, look, if you wear a good tailored suit, like you look good, but if you don't, you look terrible. And I, I don't think he was big on like the turtleneck under the jacket look either. I, I think he was like very against that. So yeah, I missed, uh, you know, K- Kevin Arnovitz for sure. So come on. It's professionalism guys. Put a tie on LOL. Oh man. I, I don't know. Also, I let's things... get rid of major league baseball managers in the uniform. Oh like, yeah. I have to wear the uniform. That's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So like That's why awkward. is 70 something year old dusty Baker like thrown on a uniform? It's not that came out of like player coaches, like in the literally in like the early 1900s. Like that's where that started. Like I'm pretty sure there was no point where dusty Baker was like put myself in at third base today. Like right in, you know the last 25 years so yeah i um there there was something else somebody asked like a real question in there and uh, now it's it's long since gone i don't even um know. yeah well, let's do one more and then i gotta jump on the uh jared vanderbilt yep. news um let's see here i know there were a few um Oh, here, Ryan said, if a team already has a late pick, then make them cycle back the first year they have a pick above a certain point in the draft. Yeah, that could be the punishment it. into the future. Yeah, okay. I, I don't I don't hate it. Like I, I think it's a I think it's a decent idea. Like okay. I, I don't I don't hate that idea with with this um you know at all. Could you imagine <laughs> keep keep this comment? NBA coaches should wear jerseys just like in baseball. Could you imagine? If right. like Pop is on the sideline wearing a Spurs jersey, <laughs> I, I want now I want him in the jersey, but with the team warm up pants on, still because that's like to me that's always the most awkward look. Like it always seems like weird when guys do that. Uh, with, with that, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dwayne Casey looks way more professional in a quarter zip than Stan Van Gundy does in a suit. I, I think that, so. That's true. That's oh true. man, now so, we're getting to get all the that's that's like my. That's a that's probably like my fifth or sixth year teaching or something. 
That, Where that's do they my, find that's my stuff? That's on. I think it's on my LinkedIn. I oh, used that picture for it. something. Yeah, I think my LinkedIn might still be my uh, when I used my Disney ID photo um, for, oh, for my nice. profile picture for a while, <laughs> which is very old. That's like twenty years old. I still had like nice hair. I was good and full back then. <laughs> now it's all gone. <laughs> What's left is going gray. Man, this show oh, went way we went off, off the rails. rails. We went off the rails. That's this was right. like an August show. It really we was. We, we, we just bounced all over the place. We had a good time. Next thing you know, it's almost an hour later, and here we are, yep. and we've talked about coaches' suits and old pictures of ourselves. Yeah. Um, this has been a good show, though. It's been a good show. Um, all right, everybody. We're going to wrap things up, the, up hey, there. Can I make a request? Yes. One, if you're not subscribed, subscribe, obviously. I know yes, Trevor's going to hit on that. Can you go over to Apple and just kick a couple more ratings and reviews in there? We're mm -hmm. trying to grow on that side. This is a good time of year for that for us. People are tuning in and looking for NBA podcasts. It just helps push us up uh, in the ratings, especially if a bunch of people do it now. A lot of it is timeliness on the Apple um, algorithm where where they find the show. So if people can uh, can go in there and do that, we, we would appreciate it. We'll promise we'll do less uh, uh, coach attire and personal profile pictures right uh, in the next episode so yeah but they, right. i would appreciate that that's right full as Jew says front office friday and full effect yep yes indeed. <laughs> without yes, a indeed. doubt that's what this friday shows were supposed to be so we're having fun uh can yeah. Raja said don't use i don't use apple spotify as well you can give us a rating there wherever it is give us that rating and, and if you're only watching youtube here create like seven more accounts and subscribe with all of them and hit that like button yeah. All right, everybody. Like <laughs> Smash the like <laughs> button. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Till next time, everybody. Have a great, great weekend. Watch some basketball. See ya and stay safe.